Welcome to the EMCC UK podcast. In today's episode, we are exploring building a business and talking about sales with David Mansfield. David is a chairman and investor in a wide range of organizations. As an executive business consultant, he advises on process simplification and fast growth strategies. He is highly commercial, results focused, performance driven and committed to helping individuals and companies make better decisions. From dealing with immediate operational issues to raising investment and planning successful exit strategies. David is an accredited EMCC coach, a fellow at the Center for Evidence-Based Management, fellow of the Radio Academy and previously an honorary visiting professor in the Cass Business School and a visiting fellow at the University of Oxford. David's early career began in the commercial operations of Scottish Television PLC and Thames Television PLC, following successful periods in both organisations, generating improved advertising revenues and the creation of diversified income streams, he joined the main board of Capital Radio PLC as commercial director. During the following 13 years, the company successfully outperformed other mainstream consumer-facing media and embarked on an aggressive growth strategy, primarily through acquisition. David was the company's CEO for eight years and completed the merger with GWR PLC, creating a company of circa 750 million market capitalization before leaving the organization in 2006. In the following years, David was a director of several PLC and private companies, including Carform Warehouse PLC, Game Group PLC, and Ingenious Media PLC, and has worked extensively in venture capital. David is the author of The Monday Revolution, a practical guide to immediate business improvement. In this podcast, David offers some great business advice and some key points to building our personal service business including you are your best selling point reach out to trusted networks and build from within talk about your results not what you do reciprocity remember to make a return offer go back to anyone who has made an introduction to a possible client only exit make sure you offer the next meeting date time and priorities and finally positive psychology meet with potential clients when your energy is high and you can articulate your business well. Thank you, David, and welcome. Thank you very much, Hannah. Uh, well, that's a long list, probably probably too long. Um, but I think if my mum was around, she'd be very impressed. I should think so as well. <laughs> so Monday Revolution is a business book, and I mainly wanted to focus on the sales and the selling, as I know that many coaches mentors and supervisors, including myself in this, um, experience discomfort when we start to talk commercially. Um, so that's where I kind of wanted to start. So in terms of, can you just give me an outline of your thoughts around sales? Yeah, I mean, sales is, uh, you know, I, I, I think in a way, most of us sort of shy away from sales, you know, it, it comes with all sorts of connotations and things that, you know, basically, we find uncomfortable because that's our perception of it. But actually in our everyday lives, we're doing selling all the time, you know, selling because we're presenting ideas, we're trying to convince our 
partners or friends or, or business associates that something that we want to do is in their interest and our interest too. So we're, we're constantly selling, but we don't frame it that way. Um, we, we tend to frame it in a way which is perhaps for most of us a bit scary and a bit, a bit terrifying and a bit, a bit negative. Um, so I think the first thing um, really for people to consider is putting the sort of sales piece to one side um, and, and referencing it in a, in, a, in a way which will come on to, which is perhaps more applicable you know, to, to their own way of going about things because people can't just get into sales mode. That's, that's a myth. Okay, yeah. And, 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 and you've just said there a different way of looking at it. Can you just tell me a little bit more about how could I look at this differently so it doesn't fill me with the kind of dread that I might be experiencing? Okay, well, people tend to think of sales, perhaps let's, let's have an example of, of, uh, of what people perhaps um, think sales is about, because I, I see this in my sort of coaching uh, a lot. Uh, and in, in other aspects of my business life. So when people move into what they see as sort of sales mode, they think it means sending cold emails to people that they've never met before in the sort of hope that something's going to happen, you know, and generally speaking, it doesn't. Um, and people will take two things from that. One, they'll sort of say, well, you know, I gave it my best shot, but nobody replied. I couldn't have done any better, uh, you know. Um, or they will say simply, you know, it 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 just doesn't work and it isn't it isn't me. And there are a lot. Uh, uh, but if we think about how we might go about it differently, we don't we, we shouldn't really be in that in that mindset. So let, let me uh, explain a little bit about what I'm what I'm saying here. So if we talk about how we're going to start a business, the question here is, well, who's going to be interested? What have I got and why should anybody be interested? That is a better starting point. It's not about trying to be different to the competition. It's not about trying to have a great, unique selling point. Everybody, particularly in, in, in personal businesses like, like you and I, our unique selling point is our own. Right? It's us because no one can get us anywhere else. I mean, I know that might sound a bit trite, but it's absolutely true. And to give you an example of it, why is it that when people move from businesses, often the company moves with them? In other words, and I, and I have personal experience of this, you know, when I was at Capital, you know, if a key service provider, you know, it might have been our accountants or bankers or advisors, whoever it was, moved to another organization, I would, I would generally speaking, if possible, if it was the right decision, I would move with them because it was that person that was important to me, not particularly the bank that was standing behind them. So the question that we should ask ourselves really is, what sort of people do we already engage with? Where are our relationships amongst our friendship groups in our businesses where we get on well with people? There's a mutual trust. There's a chemistry. And what we're really trying to do is develop those sorts of relationships. And you don't, and you don't get those on cold emails. And we'll come on, we'll come on to how we can build those. Yeah, yeah I, lo I love the idea of building relationships, engaging with people that I already know. And what I've, what you've just said is absolutely fascinating, that idea that I am my unique selling point. I'm it in this, in this kind of industry. I'm it. I am the unique selling point. And, so, and, that, and also, I think what I've found, what you've said has been really surprising to me there is this idea that people buy from people. And even in the positions that you've been in, 
you've potentially moved business to be with a person who feels like a trusted relationship, somebody who's shares your values, shares the outlook that you've got around around business in that example. Um, so I find that absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I mean that's that that really is the is the secret to to building businesses. You know, the secret the secret to building to building a business is those trusted relationships. And the fact is that we already have them. Yeah? And if you, I mean, I, I, I guess if we if we sort of uh, look at the people um, that we know as part of the association, or in much much wider groups, people will say to you that the most effective way of building a business is getting introduced to somebody else. Yeah. And in fact, that's true. I mean, I've just written a piece about it actually today. You know, when 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 people have choices to make, what do you do? Do you take it from a trusted friend or do you go and look at Trustpilot or TripAdvisor or whatever? Well, you might do both, but actually the trusted person is what you really want, isn't it? If you're going to have someone to come into your house to fix the plumbing or have a builder, whatever it is, you just want to know. Do you, you know, you get asked this all the time. Who would you trust to do this? And it's exactly the same in coaching and mentoring and advice. And people who understand this know that they can strengthen the relationships that they have by introducing their trusted network to somebody else. So, for example, I met somebody yesterday who's interested in, in, in working with me and I'm interested in working with them. I didn't know them at all. I knew the company, but I didn't know them. And a mutual friend said, I've worked with David. He really helped me. You should meet him and have a cup of coffee. He could help you too. Why don't you get together? You know, I respect both of you. You're both good friends. I think this might work. And it did. And that's how people build businesses in our world. They don't, they don't build them by clinical uh, cold emails that no one's interested in. What do you know about the EMCC UK member benefits? There are so many reasons to join the EMCC UK. In any one year, you can expect to have access to over 100 events, networking opportunities, CPD, special interest groups, a dedicated program to building your own business, as well as links to the EMCC Global and their events, discounts on books and magazines, and much, much more. Contact info at emccuk.org where our friendly administration team will be on hand to help. Alternatively, visit the EMCC UK website and join today. We started a conversation before we came to this podcast and we were talking about the importance of, of, of not overly... Um, putting process before progress in yes. terms of when I first started out you know I wanted the website to be set up I wanted the business card I wanted the letterheads I wanted and that idea that actually what I feel like you're saying today is is it's not that that people aren't going to be buying from your website in the main they are going to be buying from you as an individual so just to kind of roll over that for our yeah. our listeners, if you don't mind. Thanks. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I mean, I, I do think it's important to have what sort of the jargony called some some sort of collateral. Yeah. Uh, and when I, I I do a bit of um, speaking uh, for management teams um, at uh, an education thing that London Stock Exchange put on, and I usually talk to them about hiring high performance teams, and my sort of starting point of that is. I look at all the websites of the companies in the room before they've arrived without telling them I'm going to do that. Okay. 
And then I say to them, okay, I've looked at all your websites and you should see the look of horror on some of their faces right? because they know that a lot of their websites don't represent the companies that they um, work for and they're ashamed of them. There are other people in the room who are actually really quite confident because they know that what they have is a good shop window. And I think it's very important for uh, us um, to have a, a good shop window. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be complicated. In fact, I would say it definitely doesn't need to be complicated. But I do think it's important to have a website because people expect it and people will click on it. So that's important. Have a simple website that talks about what you do. The second thing uh, in terms of shop window is, and people also don't pay enough attention to this, is you need to have uh, a good profile, up-to-date profile on LinkedIn. And there are plenty of places you can go that tell you for nothing how you can improve your profile on LinkedIn. And this is basic stuff, you know, like having, having your logo and a picture and, and writing the right things about yourself. Um, because, again, people will go to LinkedIn. I mean, if someone's saying, would you like to meet Hannah? What's the first thing you do? You click on LinkedIn to see what Hannah's all about. So that's that's an important thing to have. And then then thirdly, uh, personally, I like I'm a, I'm a, a, a I find having one page PDFs very uh, helpful because sometimes someone will say to me, um, I'd like to introduce you to this person. Um, and, you know, but I, I don't know exactly what you do, but I think you could help them. Have you got anything I can send them with the introduction? And, and this is the sort of thing that I, that I do. So, again, a live example, uh, a, a company that I was with the other day that support entrepreneurs, they were looking for sponsorship. And I've got two or three people in mind who I think might be interested. So I said to the chief executive of the company, have you got a one page PDF that I can attach to my introductory email? So I sent it off to the guy who works at a big finance company and sort of, dear Steve, um, I, I, I'd like to introduce you to, to Julie. Uh, she's a fantastic CEO of this organization. I've attached a one page PDF and I put one page so he knows he hasn't got to plow through 30 yeah. pages, a one page PDF that explains what they do. Uh, I, I know both of you pretty well. I think you'll get on with it. Well, there's a great opportunity here. You should share some stuff. Uh, that's what I've done. And they have both come back and said, oh, yeah, great. Thanks. Thanks, David. We're going to do that. Now, it may or may not happen, but that's how you can build business. That's good marketing. And it is really simple. So if you've got the website, if you've got LinkedIn and you've got one or two P PDFs, because you might have different ones depending on, you know, you're selling different services. Um, so you may say, well, this one's for this and this one's for this. Yeah. I mean, I tend to do that for speaking. So, you know, I don't say I speak about everything because that doesn't sound focused. So for some people, I will go and talk about the three essentials of building a business. For a school, I'll go and talk about uh, career journeys and, you know, how they don't run in straight lines. And I'll have separate PDFs for those. Lovely. And um, thank you. And and so what I've what I've got so far is is get some of my marketing stuff together. So you know my website, couple of PDFs, and but mainly from what we've talked about so far is engage, engage with people who you are already connected to, and then yeah. from that the introductions will come. And and I guess you can even ask those people that you've kind of done the work with previously or you've got the connections if they can do some introduction as well i guess there's no problem in asking them for in 
to make no, introductions. You, you, you should. Um, in, in fact, there's uh, there's a book. Um, you just reminded me, Hannah. There's a book uh, by I, I, I'll, I'll dig it out. Um, it's called Just Ask. Uh, okay. And it's by it's a guy called Graham. I have to think of his name. Um, but it's a very good book, um, uh, uh, and it, it it makes that point. So, so let's take a step back. Okay. So you're looking to build your business, and so the question here really is what what is you know what is your market? In other words, when when you're working with people, who are the people that need you to fix their problems? And again, it's a bit cliche, but it, it is really true. But what, what tends to happen is people tend to um, start with what they're offering, okay, and who they are. And I, I've been to so many, you know, professional services presentations where, you know, they, they, they enter the room, they're going to pitch to some people, and they start off with their credentials, and they talk about who they worked for and everything. Right? This is not a good idea, Okay. Um, what you're trying to have in those situations is a conversation or a dialogue with people because your job is to solve their problems, okay? That's what you're there for. It isn't to present your solutions before you've heard what their problems are, okay? Which means, quite simply, having a conversation with somebody. Okay? So, for example, let's say that you're, you know, you're, uh, you 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 meet somebody you sit next to them. I, I mentioned a couple of examples in my in my book, and you know, and they're all real, by the way. They all happened, and they happened to me mostly. So you sit next to somebody, and they say to you, "Oh yeah," because it sort of gets around to this. You know, what do you do? Yeah. Now, if you've been a good sort of answer of questions up up front, you'll know that how you respond to that "What do you do?" is is a very important answer. Yeah. So what I always say to financial companies I work with, you know, what happens when you tell them you're an accountant and they say, well, I, they usually talk to somebody else, you know, because it doesn't sound very interesting. So how you frame your responses is really important. doesn't mean that you should, you know, deceive anybody. But if you said to people, well, actually, I spend most of my day helping companies make more profits, what's going to happen? People say, well, how do you do that? You say, well, you know, I actually the world has changed in terms of how you allocate capital expenditure or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. And that's what you do. If people ask me what I do in uh, and I, 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 I um, work in a bit of office space and I've got an elevator pitch and the elevator pitch has to be very quick because it's only it, it, it's only one floor effectively. Right. So can you do your elevator pitch in one floor? So you're standing in a lift. Going up to the first floor, you should be walking, of course, but you're going up to the first floor and somebody says, what do you do? Okay. And my response is, I help people make better decisions. Yeah? That's much better than saying I'm a coach. Yeah. Yeah. So I help people make better decisions because what happens is people then say, well, how do you do that? Or what does that mean? Right? And then you're into a conversation and then you can start to explore. Right? Because you've been interesting. Yeah? How do you do that? Well, I do it like this. How do you spend your day? Oh, right. Okay. What are the challenges? You know, and of course, you can't do the big questions up front. Right? So you've got to soften the ground a bit. But actually, what you're really interested in is what they do. So I, I used to, when I, when I had a business partner, Sharon, uh, still a very good friend of mine, we worked together for seven years and stuff. We used to sort of 
smile about this in terms of how companies go about presenting themselves. You know, they always talk about what they can do and then hope that what they do will resonate with whoever they're talking to, as opposed to having a dialogue to find out what it is that people really want. You know? Yeah. And if you're sitting with somebody and they say, I go, what's the, what's the biggest challenge for you? Well, it's this, this and this. So, oh, how do you find getting new clients? Are you Have you got plenty of clients in your pipeline or, you know, would it be helpful to have more? Oh, my goodness, it's always helpful to have more clients. Oh, okay. <laughs> how do you go about that? You know, then you're having a conversation, yeah? Yeah. So what I can hear there, David, is to actually tap into these to these skills that we're already kind of qualified in doing and actually using them to open up a dialogue with a, a, a possible client. And even if that person's not a client, they can then say, oh, you'll never guess. I met somebody in the elevator the other day and he's exactly what you're describing. You know, he, he does exactly what you're describing. You need um, you know, it's David Mansfield here, you know, give him a ring. Well, so, yeah. you, I mean, I didn't answer your question directly so I because I went rambling on, but I'll, I'll do that now because, you know, you said, can people introduce you? Yes, they can. And, of course, you know, there are going to be people who are listening to this podcast where they'll say, oh, yeah, sure, you know, people have introduced me several times and it's it's gone it's gone pretty well. And um, But there's nothing uh, at all to stop you saying to people. So if you go back to LinkedIn, so if you go onto LinkedIn and you press a couple of buttons, you can see who your current clients know. Those clients that they know could well be, you know, not competing, but uh, potentially available for you to talk to. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that that's a lovely point as well. When, it, you know, like a lot of the literature you'll find will say, you know, research, your, you know, research your target as well. But actually what you're saying is, you can research it in different ways as well. That was literally through LinkedIn and finding yeah. connections, which is still researching yeah. and it's finding. And so it's about thinking about those, the different ways that we can get to speak to somebody to open that relationship door yeah. and to start those conversations. But I think, I think ultimately... Being specific is important. Um, yeah. I'll just cut, cut across you there, but um, just to finesse that a little bit, if we say to people... If there's anybody you know in your network, um, could you introduce me? People will say yes, but generally speaking, nothing will happen. Right? So you need to be quite specific. So you need to say, uh, I, I can see, or do you know, Hannah? Um, if you do, could you possibly introduce me? Yeah. Yeah. And normally that person will say, yeah, sure. What do you want me to say? And you say, okay, could you say these things? And here's a PDF. Then you're, off to, you're yeah. off to the races. So that little bit of marketing materials at the ready, yeah. making connections with connections with existing connections, and then asking them for any further connections. Yeah. So you you it's as though you push that network a little bit wider every time as well. Yes, you do. If you draw a circle in the middle of your paper, it's like a ripple in a pond, really. You know, you can mm -hmm. sort of say, um, and you can do that with clients as well. So let's say that. You know, you, you have got, uh, let's say you're working with a, a, a certain type of client. Yeah. So yeah. I tend to spend a lot of time in professional services um, because I was the recipient of lots of professional services and still am. OK, but it's just my example. There are lots of other examples, obviously. So I could say, OK, 
if I want to, now let's say that I've got 10 clients in professional services, so accountants, lawyers, corporate finance people, uh, that sort of clan. Right? So I could very easily um, tell you the sort of coaching that those companies require. Yeah? Uh, and I know, I know when I get asked, more or less, what, the, what they're going to say. It'll be, could you prepare this person to become a partner from a director, or could you help them come up with a commercial plan? They're great at VAT, but they're not very good at finding new clients, and they haven't got a network, and we need them to do that. So, so that's within my sort of core group of, of, of current clients, if you like. But the question that I ask myself is, well, how could that type of coaching extend outside that cohort? Who else outside professional services or in related areas to professional services would also benefit from that type of coaching? And then you start to expand. Yeah? And then perhaps you end up, you know, through serendipity, doing a different sort of coaching. And you think, well, this is good. This is taking me into a different area. You know, I've now become an expert retail coach. Yeah? And those people have different things to grapple with. But I've now got one and I can see actually the potential. So you've got another pool to fish in. Yeah. And it's really a case of, of saying to people, okay, I'm doing this. Could you introduce me? Here's, here's what I do, and this is, this is why. And the follow-up is very important. So if someone introduces me like they did, and I had the meeting yesterday with a lady that I've never met before. We got on very well. She wants to hire me. Fantastic. You know, great news. So what one should never forget is going back to the person that introduced you. Because people don't do this. You go back and say, hi, James, just wanted to know. I met with Victoria yesterday. We got on really well and we're talking about working together now. I'm so grateful for the, uh, for the, for the referral and I'll let you know how we go. Oh, I think that's a great little nugget there. Yeah, to go back to the introducer. Yeah, well, it, it, yeah. it, it, it helps them. And also, who can you introduce them to? I mean... If you want to, if you want to build friendships and chemistry and trust, it, it's a reciprocal thing. So if you think of the people that you already coach and network, if you introduce them to other people, and I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this do this all the time, but lots of people don't. And the people who do it will tell you how valuable it is. Right? It's not a case of sort of stacking up credit in the bank. Right? It's a good thing to do, and it, and it's. It's karma, and it will come back. You reap what you sow. So if I meet somebody, and I think of somebody in my network, you know, I don't, it's not, I don't have to be clinical about it. You just have to think, do you know, this guy, you know, one of the things he really struggles with is public speaking. And I know somebody who's really good at training people in public speaking. Hey, why don't you, why, why don't I introduce you to this person? See how it goes. You know, and that's, that's how the world works. Yeah. I think that's a, it is. I mean, I, I think I've got a number of kind of summaries. So I've put open the conversation, know your network and open the conversation. Um, know what it is that you do. But, but more importantly around that, because you said it's not what I'm offering, it's what I do. So in terms of the know what you do is you don't say I'm a coach or no. I'm a mentor or I'm a supervisor. 
what is it that you you do so it might be i spend my day supporting coaches to really grapple with some of the difficult topics that they have to deal with in working with people would be the supervision piece or like you said yourself that idea of i support people to make better decisions or i support people to grapple with really difficult decisions um you know that idea of, of of being clear about what you do without using the title is a better way to yeah to yeah talk about the results i love that yeah so talk about the results the results of what you do not what not what you do so you know for example if someone asked me you know that question again and they went you know because you know it's a bit of a thing that when you ask people how they are these days you know they used to say i'm really well and now they say i'm really busy you know that's everybody <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah how are you oh yeah really busy okay so if people are really busy that's a great thing isn't it so what do you what do you do david well i help people prioritize their week oh yeah i could do with that <laughs> i help people find more time i help people do the things that matter yeah yeah i help people avoid procrastination and get stuck you know, it, we all need that help. And, and that's what I do with, with lots of different people. How do you find that? I think that's a great way of viewing it. I really do. I think if there's one big takeaway from our conversation today, for me personally, it's that talk about the results. So what is it that you do without mm. saying, well, I am, I am a, it's yeah. what are the results that you're getting? Um, and how are you getting them? And so I think that that's a real golden, a real golden piece for us there, David. Thank you. Then I've got be ready to market, simple website, keep it simple, make sure people can navigate through that really easily. Simple PDF. And then the other thing you said about the building the relationships is reciprocity and that idea of I, I can give to you, you can give to me, and we can, and so that kind of that lovely system of starting to network with people, but not in the sense of what we might think as traditional networking, which can be a real a real off put for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Well, people think that networking is, yeah, people think that networking is, you know, it's warm prosecco and sort of sausages on a stick full of a room full of people that you don't know, you know. Yeah. I mean, none of us like that, really, you know. <laughs> no. You'll think everyone else isn't frightened of it, but they all are, you know. And that's when you see people, you know, huddling with the people that they work with and no one really doing it. Now, don't get me yeah. wrong, I, I go to those events and, you know, I try and practice what I preach. I, I go up to people that I've never met before and say, hi, I'm David. I don't know anybody. Can I talk to you? They, they, look, a bit, they look a bit shocked, right? They yeah. look a bit shocked. But but you can you can it, it works you know it's uncomfortable for thirty seconds but then you're in right and yeah. it, I promise you it's not easy I'm actually very shy and I do struggle with that but you know you've got to get out of your comfort zone sometimes and go and do this stuff but what I was going to say just and you triggered a thought in me there of course was was perhaps as a starting point in terms of networking why not think about the people that you already have within your network and who in your network don't know each other and it would be it would be beneficial if you put them together so instead of you starting to build your network why not help other people build theirs as a starting point and see how effective it is when and when people start to come back to you and go you know you introduced me to that person and i mean 
I find it extraordinary that people that I introduced two or three years ago, you know, I don't really know what happened because they, you know, in some instances, they never tell you, like we were talking about a minute ago. And then you find they've been working together for two years. Yeah. You know, so you could always start there. You know, who could I introduce that I know to somebody that I think um, they get on with and it would be a good thing? You know, yeah. that's no different than hosting the old fashioned dinner party where you get people who don't know each other. But, you know, you're never going to put people in the room that you think are going to fall out, are you? You know? No, absolutely not. No. And I think that is really useful. One of the things that I struggle with is is the resisting to press the sales pitch button and I'm rubbish at it, so why would I do that anyway? So, but I, but that idea that I mean, I might be in a meeting, I might think I've got to get a, I've got I've got to get a follow up, I've got to get the sale, and you've suggested some really like lovely gentle ways of introducing, some gentle ways of building. So, is there is there a gentle and a really kind of um, authentic, trustworthy, what feels like a really honest way of closing something? But knowing that there's that there's a follow up to it. Yes, that's a that's such a brilliant question and and so important because where uh, where things tend to go wrong actually is more at the end than the beginning. Okay. okay. And often, you know, we've had you know we've sat in someone's meeting room or met them for coffee or whatever, and we sort of feel that the, the job is more or less complete there. You know, I've, I've done the hard yards, right? I got through the door. We had a great conversation. It's gone well. Okay. And where now um, it can sometimes go wrong is you leave it in their court. So you say, okay. And the person says, well, it's been great to meet you, David. Uh, I, I want to think about all of that and I'll get in touch. And then life takes over. Other things happen. They meet other people and you never hear from them. Right? Or by the time you know you've gone back, look, we met two weeks ago. I haven't heard or something. Right? Okay. This is this is this is very understandable. It's a bit like that old email thing, you know. And if you're interested, let me know. I get those emails all the time from people, telecoms people. You know, sort of two pages of nonsense followed by, and if you're interested, let me know. Yeah. And then they've got the yeah. nerve to send me an email going, I never heard from you. <laughs> so, so I wasn't interested. <laughs> so what do you do? What do you do instead? Huh? What do you do instead? The answer is what you do instead is you have an agreed next action. Now that sounds very salesy. Uh, so let's let's put it in perspective. Yeah. So what you want to be able to do is to have something to follow up with. Yeah. Now that could be okay. Look. Um, why don't I send you that little document or why don't I send you that article or why don't I have a look at this or that? Yeah? And then we could get together perhaps in a week's time on Zoom or meet you here again. Okay? That's what you need. You need to build in the next step and you have to own the next step. And it's very important to get momentum in the sales process. Okay? So momentum is an important word here and, and, and you need to build it in. So when you're, when things are starting to wrap up, while the other person is talking, you can think, right, I've got to get a next step out of this yeah? because it's it's in their interest. I believe that I can really help this person. So this is not a sort of false thing. Right? You believe you could really help, but they are going to need a little bit of help in, in really getting over the line on this one. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm that's what I'm going to do here. Right? And 
you know, these things are not easy sometimes. I mean, I work with two colleagues. Um, we have an informal exchange network. Uh, two people that I did my coaching course with some time ago, and we've, you know, we work we work together, and they work in different areas to me, and they are always banging up their heads against procurement people and all of that. And I, I steer clear of those. I don't work with companies that have got all that. If they've got too much process and too many NDAs, it's not for me. Life's too short. But they're much younger than me, so they, they're prepared. They've got the energy to put up with it. But I just, I just go, <laughs> the outset. I think someone's interested. I say, look, mine's really simple. I'll send you an email, and if you want to fire me any time, you can do it. And, and I'd like you to pay when you get my invoice, and it's 90 minutes, and this is what it costs. Um, yeah. You know, and it'll work for you, you know? That's, that's basically it. But not everyone has the luxury of being able to do that, you know. Um, and, and just finally, Hannah, before we go, uh, the, the, the other essential I think is really important, um, which I'm sure you you know more about than me. It's about positive psychology. Okay? It's about knowing the time of the day to do these things. Okay. So if, if you're going to build your network, as we've discussed, if we're going to do the things we talked about, when is your energy at its best to do this? Do not do it when you had a long day because you won't do a good job. Right? Find the energy spot in your day. We all know where they are. And back to prioritizing the Monday revolution. The Monday revolution, my book, is about doing things like now. It's a management book about getting things done. And that's why it's called the Monday revolution, because you can start on Monday. Okay. Yeah. So when you, get, when you start on Monday, you're going, right. If I'm going to build my network out amongst the people I know or recommend some people to talk to each other, I'm going to dedicate an hour on Tuesday morning at 8 o'clock and an hour on Thursday morning at 8 o'clock, and that's when I'm going to do it. So it's the same as, you know, going to the gym. You know, it, you may not look forward to it, but when you've been, you're glad you did, right? Yeah, that's... And that's a really interesting because I know that I, I mean, I'm, I'm somebody who creates a default diary. So, you know, I, I, I have certain things in my diary that happen and yeah. engagement and relationship building appears on my diary. But until today, until you talked about this, I've not thought about whether engagement is in the right place in my diary. So I am definitely going to go away from today and have a quick check at my diary and see where it is and whether it is at a point in the day when I'm energised and and I'm going to be able to articulate my business in a really positive light rather than being, like you say, exhausted and and worn down and, and everything else by, by what might have been a busy day. So, yeah, thank you. Sure. Thank you so much for joining us today, David. It's been really enlightening talking to you. So thank you. Right now, it's uh, it, it's <coughs> a, it, it is really helpful for me actually because you know you you put me on the spot and ask me these questions and <laughs> it makes me think a little bit about my answers because you know I'm not too accountable to anybody really, but I feel today I have been. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's really that's, that's 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 really helpful and it's just you know it, it isn't it, it isn't easy but i think we overcomplicate it and we get frightened of the wrong things and this simple approach i promise you and everyone who's listening you know this will make a massive difference to how you can build your business lovely thank you very much so thank you. If you want to know more, um, then maybe you'd like to sign up to our Build Your Business webinars. My advice is get in there quick as places are quickly filled. We have published a book list for building a business and this can be found on our website in the members section. Here you'll find a list of potential business building books um, to read with also um, the details of David's book are on there. 
Over this next year, we'll be publishing more podcasts like this one, so please keep your eyes peeled on Spotify, Apple and Google to hear more from our fabulous podcast volunteers. It's been a huge privilege being here today, and so it's a huge thank you to David, our guest, and you, the listener. So for all the time being, it's goodbye from myself, David, and everyone at the EMCC UK. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the EMCC UK. Together, our aim is to promote good practice and the expectation of good practice in coaching, mentoring, and supervision. To learn more about the EMCC UK and to find out about membership, accreditation, events, CPD opportunities, and learning resources, visit emccuk.org. And remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a future episode.